Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Rip the truth! Hello and thank you for joining us for the Creative Control Podcast. Today you're joining us for our spoiler review of No Time to Die, uh, the brand new James Bond movie, which we seem to have been waiting for like a year now and we finally managed to see it. So joining me on today's show, um, we have Alex, Sasha and Rita. How are you doing, guys? All good. All good, thank you. How did it feel being back at a cinema? I suppose for me, this was probably the busiest film that I've, busiest performance I've seen in cinema, you know, since COVID happened, it was quite full. How did you guys, um, you know, what was your experiences going to see this at the cinema? Yeah, cinema, yeah, it's probably the busiest since I've started going back. Although not that I've been to that many since, uh, since cinemas have reopened, but yeah, certainly it felt pretty like back to normal almost for that, for that sort of screening. Yeah. I've gone to see it twice in the cinema now, and I've nice. and both times were essentially sold out. So I've I've never seen a film like that since mm-hmm. COVID hit. Yeah. So it was a really nice, pleasant surprise, actually. Nice, nah, yeah, excellent for the film industry and stuff like that. So, anyway, um, how have you guys been? We haven't done a recording quite well. I think the last one we did was like Shang Chi. Um, so we've taken a little break uh, while we're prepping for season that. two. <laughs> so, Alex, what have you been up to? Uh, not much, man. To be honest, just you know, working, life getting on as usual. <laughs> <laughs> life getting older, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sasha, what about yourself? Working. It's <laughs> <laughs> a riveting conversation. Thanks very much. Okay. And Rita, how are you? Been? <laughs> I'll keep it slightly more interesting. I've no work. Obviously, I think we've all been working away, but I've been trying where I can to do more social things. So mm-hmm. this week, I've, I think I've literally been out every evening on a oh, different well, social you. plan, which is unusual. Life's not been like that for the past few months, so it's quite mm-hmm. nice. Um, but what I've noticed, though, hopefully our listeners and viewers will agree, is that I think we're all at a comfortable level where we can just dress like tramps without feeling judged now. It's true. It's that true. My style is now just the norm. So yeah, I when I went to see Bond, I was in tracksuit bottoms. I was like, <laughs> I I came back and I was like, I ain't got time to change, and I don't care. I was like, yeah. it's I, it is what I wear now. <laughs> it's like it, it is, is very I'm different. Wearing. I would have like made such more of an effort of like going out in public, but like I say, I don't care anymore. It's no. like it is what it is. Um, Okay, well, uh, glad to have you all on the show. Much appreciated. Um, so for those listening or those watching, um, this is going to be a spoiler review um, of James Bond, No Time to Die. Um, there's kind of too much that goes on in this movie not to do spoilers. Um, so that's what we're going to be um, discussing. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie, um, you might want to wait and come back and kind of hear our thoughts. But if you're one of those that I just want to know what happens going into it, because by the time this release, will just be dropping in the States um, after it's been out in the UK for a week. You know, it's over Twitter, like no, no time for spoilers and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, just be aware we're going to be going into it. Um, so this is the fifth outing, I think, for Daniel Craig um, on his James Bond yep. movies. Um, I think uh, he's kind of had a little bit of a mixed bag 
um, in, in terms of, you know, the reception to those movies. And, you know, as with most Bond films, a lot of them, you get some people who like it, some people who don't like it. You know, there's a very split on most movies. And we'll go into some of those old ones historically. But, um, you know, going into this, I think it was when the first trailer was released, um, I, I thought, wow, this looks really good. It looks quite epic on scales and big action sequences. But I was kind of concerned that I'd seen too much in the trailer. It seemed like, okay, well, what else is there? Gladly, there was a lot more Um, because it's a long movie. It's like two hours 40, two hours 45 or something like that. And I felt that, yeah, I'd only actually did see a snippet in in the trailer of what we got. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a really solid movie. I thought it really felt like a James Bond movie in terms of the action, um, the, you know, traditional kind of storyline and that, you know, egotistical villain. Um, you had the gadgets, um, you know, you had the, the Bond girls. Um, but obviously we saw a different side to Bond, you know, which we don't see much in the movies, which is that softer side and basically him falling in love. Um, so um, overall, what was your first impressions of the movie? Um, I'll go start with you, Amrita, because obviously you've seen it twice. So you must have enjoyed it, right? <laughs> yeah, I... I have to say I'm, I've not been the biggest fan of Bond in the history of Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say I don't like Bond. That would be a lie. I do enjoy it. I think you're an idiot if you don't enjoy watching Bond. I mean, it's always a, it's always an enjoyable experience. Um, but am I a big fan of the character? Not so much. I kind of I think the way he's been portrayed for years has always been like you know a womanizing cad or as, you know a stuntman or whatever. You, you never really see that depth to him, which you touched on, Ke- um, Keenan, mm-hmm. but I think Daniel Craig has taken it to a different level. And yes, I agree that I think all of the all of the films that he's been in have had a bit of a mixed reception. But I think this particular one, if, if it's to be believed that this is his last Bond, which anyone who's seen it now, you will know it probably must have to be. Um, I, think I don't really see him well. in the sequel. <laughs> exactly. And I think he I think they wrapped it up in a really nice way. I, I really enjoyed seeing that human side. Um yeah. and I did feel like there was everything in it. And even just knowing that uh Christoph Waltz was part of it, I I love Rami Malik, but I also really liked the Blofeld character. Yeah. And I was glad that he was also part of it too. Mm-hmm. My only thing is that I wish there had been more of an interaction between Blofeld and um, Rami Malek's character together. Mm-hmm. I think that would have made it a little bit more interesting. But I overall, for me, it was an 8 out of 10, I think, quite comfortably. Yeah, yeah, that's the score that I had. So before we go into some maybe some of the negatives, um, you know, uh, Alex, what did you think of the movie? Uh, um, yeah, I agree with both of you, really. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've really enjoyed Daniel, Daniel Craig as Bond. Um, Casino Royale was just, you know, fantastic when he, we came on, when he first came on board, you know, enjoyed the sort of the gritty nature of it. And as, yeah, as the films have progressed, he's really sort of brought some sort of heart and depth to Bond rather than just being this, you know, the sort of surface, yeah, sort of womanizer and action, action guy kind of thing. Yeah. He's definitely brought some, um, some real depth and, and stuff to the character. Um, yeah. In terms of this film, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the the progression was great. The way that it sort of you know send, sends off his his reign as Bond was was excellent. Um, Rami Malek, I've been a fan of for for a, for a fair while. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed. You know, it's a typical sort of Bond Bond villain sort of <laughs> sort of um, mm-hmm. sort of take on things. But yeah, no, I enjoyed that. And yeah, the whole sort of like love story with um, was it um, 
Is it Ma- uh, Mad- Madeline was the character's name? Madeline, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so yeah, so yeah, you know, all that sort of stuff. Had to do a little refresher with uh, Spectre when I saw her pop up in the uh, in the trailer because I was like, hold mm-hmm. on a minute, if she's coming back, I need to <laughs> sort of refresh <laughs> yeah. on how, how <laughs> who is she and how is, how is she linked to it and stuff. But um, yeah, no, I thought, you know, to be honest, the way that all five sort of movies, the story has kind of, you know, sort of continued throughout, which is very sort of unlike um, the Bond movies, to be fair. So it's, it's almost like a nice little five long episode sort of um sort of storyline that's sort of you know, carry, carry yeah definitely um they've they've had like similar villains and like organizations crop up before but we've never had a thread that starts um yeah. that continues with all those movies i mean if you even look back to the sequel to um uh, casino royale it literally picks up right at the end of casino royale he mm-hmm. goes finds the guy who thinks uh, you know has caused vespa's death he's in the trunk of the car you know and if you haven't seen that one you're like you can go to that movie going, well, what's going on? Who's this guy? You might not even remember because it's so very much at the end of the movie yep. for the yeah. previous one. But it definitely continues and plays throughout. Um, and it does have a, yeah, it wraps the story up effectively um, from that first movie. And even in the opening credits of this one, there's throwbacks to Casino Royale where you had um, card, playing card mm-hmm. images and stuff yep. like that in the opening t- sequence, stuff like that. So, you know, it is kind of showing that, yeah, it's, it all started here. And obviously his love for Vespa stems from that first movie as well and he's like yeah. kind of defined him as he's gone through um sasha what was your overall thoughts on the movie i know we saw it together so i know really but share your thoughts. i really enjoyed it um i thought i thought it was a solid eight out of ten at the time i still think it's a solid eight i but that could change when i see it again because it, mm-hmm. you know it is a two 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 hours 40 minutes movie and it's all about replay to me, um, yeah. but you know, going straight in, I was already invested in the characters going in because it's been a continuation with the series. Uh, this is actually the time it's been a continuation because if you remember on Majesty's Secret Service with uh, George mm-hmm. Lazenby, uh, obviously he marries his wife Tracy Bond in that film, mm-hmm. and after she dies, which is the literally movie is when she dies um yeah. we cut to the next movie with sean connery who's trying to find um for the death of his wife so you know, yeah yeah um, which you know it's not the greatest of films in fact connery's best bond well not best bond film but like in um you only live twice i think mm-hmm majesty secret service and then he came back and for diamonds are forever and that wasn't as good mm-hmm. you know it was what it was everyone wanted to back and last one last round until he mm-hmm. did never say never again in 83 but um that's a whole back to this <laughs> movie um back to this movie enjoy it um the only thing i didn't like about it was that we didn't get enough of rami malik rami malik i love mm. rami malik definitely mr robot fantastic <clears throat> series that put him on the map uh, what's it uh bohemian rats stop you know he, he was freddie mercury so i was kind mm. of off of the queen film i was expecting a lot more from him to be honest and yeah um you know there were rumors maybe he might be dr no because obviously this is like you know i was expecting more i was expecting a bit more going in kind of thing i was expecting because obviously we've got bond begins and obviously he's gonna have loads of missions this was gonna be the quasi remake of um 
on Her Majesty's Secret Service because it's about how he gets married, has a relationship, and then she's taken from him. Um, but um, it was that, but with the twist, they completely changed that aspect of it, which we'll get on further in the review. But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, how they proceed with the follow-up one is really interesting. Um, <laughs> but this but, is a spoiler uh, review, yeah. so you can go into it, Sasha. So, yes, yeah, your final warning. This is, yeah, this is the final Sasha. warning for spoilers. So, uh, if you don't want to know what happens at the end of the movie, but uh, boom, Bond is dead. Oh wow! Um, okay, he's done, I've done it. It's there. It's out. Um, but Even yeah, in the cinema um, world as well. There's no way to refute but, that he's But dead. what I really he liked about died. the movie itself was the action set pieces were great. Yes. Uh, in a year, in the past two years, most of the action films I have seen, even the Marvel films, have been full of shitty CGI, dog shit mm-hmm. CGI that's taken movie. Mm-hmm. What I love about Bond and Mission Impossible, this is a $200 million movie where Very it's grounded. practical and all mm-hmm. of that shit's on screen and mm-hmm. you felt the action and yeah. in it. And I, you know, the stand-up scene for me was obviously the bike chase and the um, bit where they're in the fog in the forest. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. probably at the end when he's like shooting, going up the stairs, you know, um, Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was that was an intense scene. Shot. It was, oh, it was so good. So that felt like Call of Duty. That felt like yeah. a real, um, you know, it was just like him against the whole, you know, the whole army, you know, and uh, it it did, and it didn't seem uh, fantastical in the way it was done. You know, it felt believable yeah, exactly. that this guy was actually taking them all on. You know, mm. it just had a lot of stand. It just had a lot of standouts for me in terms of the action and how. You know, with action movies, it's very easy to get bored and 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 look at your phone and stuff. But I, you know, I was in there kind of thing. I was yeah, the there. pacing it, was really good, mm-hmm. and it all comes down to caring for the characters. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think one of the biggest moments for me was like um, Felix Leiter, played by Jeffrey Rush, first actor to play the character instantly throughout, um, because Felix is in the novels. He's like the CIA agent. You know, that's friends with Bond. Um, in the original movies, he's played by he's played by a different actor all the time, every time. Mm-hmm. Um, except for one one of the guys, which it was like weird. There was a guy that played him in uh, Live and Let Die, and then he can't play him for a couple of movies and he shows up again in License to Kill. And the thing is with the Felix character, he's destined to die by getting eaten by a shark. Um, but <laughs> luckily for Felix in like got eaten in half by a shark and then he survived at the end so but we never saw him again but point is in books he dies so you know when when felix gets shot like i was like no it's okay he's not eaten by a shark i turned around to my friend richard who's watching it i was like it's okay there's no sharks he's fine he's fine and then he's in the boat and he's bleeding on the water i was like Swear to God, if there's a motherfucking shark, yeah. And then they killed Felix. So I was like, I was like, oh man, they killed. That's how he went out. Well, I kind of wanted the shark, but don't worry. That's yeah, fine. as soon as Felix got shot in his the, body, his body, his body's out there, mate, floating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they like, find, maybe he's you know. born again. You know, Jason Bourne style. You know, yeah. <laughs> they find him offshore. <laughs> maybe which, he'll come which back. I'm gonna throw back later on. <laughs> but, um, he'll get his own, he'll get his own spin-off now. Um, it goes to show the consistencies 
the consistency that they have had with these films by keeping the same part. Uh, yeah. Really and it creates more motivation for the Bond character. You know, when something else, again, happens to his colleague, he wants revenge for that. You know, he's angry. Oh, man. When he turns around to like, so I was like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Pulls the truck <laughs> yeah. down. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, some other, um, so yeah, I agree. Rami Malik, um, he was solid in the performance that he gave, but unfortunately, as with a lot of movies, the villain didn't have enough to him. Um, you know, I think obviously they were trying to split the time between Blofeld and, you know, and uh, Safin, but it was, you know, you, we see him at the very beginning and, you know, he's hunting down this daughter. He's like, my family's been murdered. You don't see the grief that he's been going through. So you don't, you know, if we've kind of seen what happened to his family, um, I think we would have been a little bit like Thanos in the sense of, you know, you wanted to, you understood what they were doing and why they were doing it. Um, but again, his reasoning seemed kind of sound, but you just didn't gravitate towards his character. And it did kind of, the, the clash with them at the end felt a little rushed. You know, there wasn't much to it. Um, you know, he seemed like a really smart guy who was going to get off his island. So why was he just hanging around waiting at the end? It, it just... It, yeah, it just felt a little bit disjointed. So that was, you know, his performance was fine. But again, I think just the character was a little bit disappointing. Um, but I think a really strong uh, performance was um, uh, Anna de Armas. Um, I thought yep. she was fantastic. Yeah. Um, she was she was a kind of the movie stealer for me. I mean, she was only in it for like, what, 10, 15 minutes. But her character was really likable. Um, you didn't need to know too much about her. Um, she has some skills, some excellent fighting. Just really enjoyable. She's in, she's out, done. Um, but she's really memorable. Only three weeks training. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> fair play to her. Fair play to her. Um, what about uh, uh, Lashana Lynch, who was our new 007, who gave up her 007 number to another number we don't know, which has, again, now become vacant. Um, what do we... What do we what, okay, so what do we think of that storyline? And what did we think of her performance in the movie? So I quite liked her. I thought she was an interesting character, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, do I think she would be necessary or the next Bond? No, I don't. I, I don't mm -hmm. think she's the one they're going to go with. Um, do I think she was necessary in the story? Only insofar as to show that the world has moved on without him. Yeah. And I think that was necessary because yeah. as much as we needed to see his comeback because of how big the specter situation is in his life. Mm -hmm. We also needed to see that feeling and, and know what it was going to be like, because that's what the ending is. So we, it's kind of like they were saying, you know what, prepare yourselves now because it's going to happen in two hours, 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. so we, we needed that. And I think, I think she was great. I, I, the second time watching it, I did really enjoy seeing her, kind of with the Jamaican accent and the bits where she was, you know, roosting him at the beginning. Mm. I enjoyed all of that. And I enjoyed their quips as it went on. Um, and I did sense, I sensed that she was a bit of a badass as well, but was she on the same level of as Bond to be classed as 007? No, I think she was lacking the kind of je ne sais quoi that he's always had. Yeah. Um she didn't yeah. have that standout moment in the movie. No. That solidified her excellence as an agent, I felt. Exactly. exactly. So I, that's what I thought was missing. And to be honest, she was a little bit confusing whether we were supposed to like her or not. You know, exactly. So I think that's a big part in terms of why I don't think she's going to be the lead of an, a future 007 movie, 
because mm-hmm. it was quite, you know, we wanted, we had to accept her as the new 007, but we're like, oh, but Craig's 007. Then you saw that she was very capable and she had it. And she was like, okay, yeah, no, I totally get it. I understand it. And then she gave up her 007 say, she go, okay, yeah, she's a nice girl. She's a nice character. But could she lead the franchise herself? Personally, I don't think there's enough there. But I think the movie itself didn't lend to her character to take that on. Um, because she had to be the op- she had to be almost another little antagonist for Bond in terms of him getting his feet back into the door of the Secret Service and doing all those processes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, she, yeah, Alex, she, yeah, she was there to yeah, she was there to support, wasn't she? She played, you know, Anne said she was there to sort of show how the double O's have sort of moved on, the world has moved on, um, and so yeah, her sort of part wasn't to be oh look, I'm going to come in and take over from Daniel Craig in the in the next Bond movie. It was no to complement and sort of, you know, what what needs to be done in, in this movie and stuff. So yeah, no, I'd agree with those. Sasha, so, what about you? I didn't have a problem with her. She was she was fine. She was what the plot the story they were trying to tell um done. She you, you know, I think the thing is it's a case of I think there is a an expectation about you know about her because she is the new 007 when in fact they're just trying to tell the best story they're trying to tell because obviously the story is about james bond not yeah. 007 so i do think some people going in are expecting her to like take charge and do this do that but she's not the protagonist of any of these films you know yeah. what i mean it's it's james bond it will always be james bond and yeah. like amrita said she was there just to serve the purpose that you know he got married he retired at the end of the last movie obviously the world moves on it's just a number as they say in the film you know and i've been saying that since she was cast since the cows came home everyone was flipping flipping out i'm like well if you watch um what's it from russia with love i think it is they actually have mm-hmm. a meeting and they have all the double o's it's mm-hmm. probably the one time you see all the double o's in the movies there mm-hmm. were like four girls there was a black guy there was you know and everyone else was white males you know what i mean but even then for the time that was still kind of yeah. cultural to a degree so when they said there yeah. was a black there was a black girl as 007 that's i was like that's fine it's not the movie's clearly not about her it's about daniel craig she's not front billing on that poster you know no. it's all about who's front billing on that poster and it's daniel craig every day all the way man so yeah. like yeah it didn't bother it didn't bother me at all i mean um what you call it she she had about as much screen time as halle berry did as jinx Mm-hmm. who yeah. was more okay in what ken just said i hadn't really thought about that that those thoughts never crossed my mind while watching it does that make sense i just yeah, yeah. took it as it is um but um yeah like she was fine she was fine yeah was she i think was she i think what happened is i think what happened she, is because the movie was delayed more and more was kind of revealed about her character and the fact that she was a double O and she was going to be the next James Bond. So people built it up like she was going to be the next female Bond or the female 007. Yeah, I never believed So going that. into the movie, you kind of felt that, okay, she's supposed to be the one who's taking over. But it wasn't that at all. You know, she was there, like Amrita said, to show the world, the world moves on without Bond. You know, we can't just keep relying on him. But something that keeps happening with the Daniel Craig movies, and probably because every time he did one, he's like, I don't want to do another. He was always retired. I don't yeah. He, he, I was, yeah, he, I was having he quit, this conversation he quit with someone. Casino Royale. Yeah, it's like he quit Casino Royale because he wanted to be with Vespa, and then he came back, 
and then in Skyfall, he you know he, he disappeared and came back, and he was like they thought he was dead. Selling so he said, so many times he's just gone off and retired, and they keep bringing him back, and it was just like. I think it was just a case of, can we get one more movie? Get one more? Okay, let's bring him out of retirement again, you know? And mm. it was just, so I think, you know, this was, this was the last time and it kind of made sense for the movie and I, and I did understand it. Um, but you did kind of see, they gave another reason why he retired. But again, it was he, because he was falling in love again. But the betrayal without her dying was enough you know, to kind of push that story along and generate further. So, yeah. so, um, but yeah, so we know he's definitely not retired now. So yeah, at the end of the movie, obviously um, he says his goodbye. So he's sort of like, like one, you know, I suppose his new, I don't know if it would be his one true love because of obviously how he felt about Vespa, but you know, he had a daughter, you know, so. um, Another another bomb dropped there. Another bomb. Yeah, exactly. So he's got a kid and he died uh, in the same movie. So it was like some Superman Return vibes there for a while. He's like, no, he's not your kid. But he's got my eyes. Um, (laughs) She's got my eyes kind of thing. But um, yeah, I just, I thought he played it really well. And I think as soon as the, as soon as the shutters, well, as soon as Rami Malek's character shot him, I was like, that's it. He's dead. Because I didn't actually think he was going to die. I think they would have, I think they were going to give him his sort of like swan song, just go off into the sunset, be with your wife and kid and stuff like that. But it would, when that shot came and he got shot, I was like, and he was bleeding. Mm, yeah, this, this is not looking good. Not looking good. But I think it's the way that probably he wanted it and probably the, one of the main factors in him coming back to do one more. Because I think a lot of the previous ones was very much, he said he was kind of done with the franchise. He, I think he said he's like slit his wrists or something wrong, do it again or something. Some really- yeah, that was in the last one. That was the yeah, last one. he produced the last one as well. The two, because you got to understand, the past two, he's been out of contract. So uh, it's just like a one on one contract. Yeah. 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 Like all films, they're hired for free because it was the same with Brosnan with the option for a fourth one. So it's like mm-hmm. if they want one, they're obliged to cast him. If he doesn't yeah. want to do it, they're not obliged. You know, they they can find yeah. somebody else. They have to offer and, to him first. Yeah. And the fact, you know what? It's really funny. Who is the who's the main woman behind the brand, behind Bond? Has been for many many years. She, um, for those that don't know, she inherited it off her father, uh, Chubby Broccoli, who did all the originals and stuff. Um, she cast Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan, and she, mm-hmm. you know, with Daniel Craig, she has always said, like, he's her... She's still not looking for a replacement yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If anyone's going to bring Bond back to life, it's her. But to be mm-hmm. honest, after what... Before watching this movie, I don't believe a word Craig says. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Watching this movie now... <clears throat> <laughs> Craig is done. Craig is because there's no one left as well. All the villains are gone. There's yeah. you know specters gone, so there's nothing left for him to 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 fight. You know, so there's there's no Six. reason to bring him and his character back again. <laughs> uh, what we will do is we will have a creative control episode on uh, James Bond. What next? And we'll talk about you know whether we think that they would continue with the same characters and just have a different double O, or whether it's time for a complete reboot and. Um, you know, we'll kind of go into that. But just let's talk a little bit about um, Daniel Craig in terms of his, you know, tenure as Bond. You know, so it's five movies, started off Casino Royale. How generally have you found Daniel Craig as your James Bond uh, for the last five movies? 
I agree with Broccoli. Like he he's the bond that I would envisage always. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I I kind of grew up in that generation with Brosnan, and and mm-hmm. I liked him. He was alright. He was the suave kind of debonair bond that we all, you know, took as like the charming guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the older I got, and the more I kind of watched the back catalogue of films as well, I don't know that Pierce was ever that strong by comparison mm-hmm. to Connery and and uh, Roger Moore and others that were there. But I think for me, Daniel Craig embodies all of the elements that we look for in our traditional bond, as well as someone who has a lot of heart and a lot of character. And I I don't know if that's him or if that's mm-hmm. the way that this arc has been treated. Um, but I think he he does it well. And I, I like that he's not, you know, super young or anything like that. He's yeah. someone that has shown his age as the films have gone on as well as best as you can he's still doing his stunts and all that but he he looks more weathered as they go on and Mm -hmm. especially towards the end of this one the as the ending was coming and he was getting more and more like beaten and shot and this and that he was getting more and more haggard and i I quite enjoyed that maybe i'm in the head but I actually really like. He's not going at the same pace throughout the whole action piece. Yeah, yeah. He's like not, he's not he's not a superhero at the end of the day. He is, exactly, yeah. and I think he's, that's what we've we always wanted to see. Like the reason I've never loved Bond in the past is because it's always been this kind of ha- uh, hollow, shallow character to mm-hmm. me that I've never really felt any real humanizations with. Mm-hmm. Whereas this Bond is very real and is very, very much more along the lines of born for example mm-hmm. like a real yeah. rugged character who's out there doing missions that are mm-hmm. real there's no cgi as sasha said like that kind of mm-hmm. thing is a lot more appealing to someone yeah. like me anyway so yeah mm-hmm. i've I've always loved his his films for sure cool sasha what about you he, he grew mm-hmm. on me i didn't like him at first because you weren't a huge fan of Casino Royale, were you? No, I wasn't. I thought it was a shit movie. I, the, 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 mm. our contra- our controversy. <laughs> I didn't think it was a shit movie. I just thought that um, everyone overhyped. I thought Casino Royale was overhyped. And the reason is because it's very even. It's, the pacing is so completely off. It's an action movie for the first mm. hour and a half. And in that hour and a half, all you know is is that it's his first. He chases person A, mm-hmm. and then he gets to the casino game. And mm-hmm. when he gets to the casino game, then we get to the. The minute yeah. he the minute he leaves the casino game, we're now not adapting the novel. We've got another twenty minutes of action set piece with a little mm-hmm. slither of because obviously they fall in love in in about five minutes they're in love they're together and shit and then like she dies but then do you know what i mean it was draw action 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 really big and double crossing Mm -hmm. and card games and stuff and then action 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 you know what i mean like it was and on multiple views i can't you know what i mean like i I'm not, yeah, it's just very uneven, the pacing. Okay. Uh, I did movie. I thought it was trash. Uh, Quantum of Solace, yeah. 
but Michael Bay had come and done a James Bond movie yeah. and no plot <laughs> whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, that's the one that I find the most disjointed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it was absolute trash. This Pierce Brosnan's last film, Die Another Day, which is absolute mm-hmm. trash, and I would put them on the same level, okay? Wow. But Skyfall... Skyfall was for me. I know Ken didn't like Skyfall, but for me, I fucking loved Spider-Man. Everything about it had all the Bond tropes. Um, the big shock for me was when M died. I was like, "What? They killed off? <laughs> they actually mm-hmm. went there? That was probably that was like the ice." It's bad that she died, but it was like, "Wow, they actually went there." And then when they mm-hmm. replaced them with um, Voldemort. Okay, fine. cool. Yeah. And then, you know, what I love, well, they kept the original office from all the films and stuff. They brought yeah. the 60s office back. And I was like, really does feel like a Bond film. And I really yeah. like the choice. Harris is the new money penny that, that mm-hmm. giving her a backstory as well. That was, that was fantastic. I, I was Q in at that point. I can't remember if he was in that. Yeah, I think he was. I think he yeah, came, then, yeah, he was in, in Skyfall, yeah. Yeah, he was in Skyfall. So, yeah, so you had all the Bond elements because you had Q, you had um, Money Penny, and, yeah, it felt like a Bond movie. You know, that's what was really missing from the first two because they were trying to set up a universe. It was all about setting up the universe, setting up... And then, like, do you know what I mean? Without making mm-hmm. it a Bond movie. Does that make sense? And that's yeah. kind of why I didn't like it. That's also another reason why I didn't like the other two. Um, whereas Skyfall, I just fell in love with it. And more importantly, it's the most Bond that he has ever been, like, in any yeah. of the movies. Like, like, yeah. And it also, it was him as the character. And then from that point onwards, yeah, Spectre was a little bit of a misstep. But you know, I still I still enjoyed it. And um that's another thing I liked about this movie. When you Spectre, yeah. what's his what's his wife called? I was gonna say Tracy, but it's not Tracy, it's his other wife. Uh, Madeline. The other Madeline. About, okay. Madeline. Okay. So Madeline, if she was the love of his life, I didn't quite buy it in that movie. But then when you watch it in this movie, I totally buy it. Does that does that make sense? It was mm-hmm. like you know, before she just felt like another Bond girl. Why is he quitting for her? But this movie really gave it more. You know, it, it delved more into the relationship. Yeah, you believed them as a couple, and mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. And I really thought she was going to die, but like she really didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I loved Lisa Du. I thought she was incredible. Yeah. She oh was, yeah, she was, she was very very favorite. Good like actor in the film mm-hmm. in terms of how she delivered her performance. I thought she was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Every, every kind of that beginning bit where he puts her on the train, mm-hmm. the expressions that she has in that moment and where she's literally pacing the floor as the train's moving to just yeah. look at him one last mm-hmm. time. I was like, this is, this is genuine. And I, mm-hmm. I can buy this 100%. And I've always thought she was a great actress all the way back from, you know, blue is the warmest color and all of that. She's been fantastic, but I think this was, a really understated performance. I agree with Sash completely elevated her into that believable role of someone that is his wife, literally. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, Alex, how's uh, Daniel Craig been for you? Um, Yeah, I think he's been probably my top bond. Um, 
I've always I was always a fan of Timothy Dalton personally, because um, <laughs> he was always that little bit like darker and grittier, which is sort of what I like. And so that's what Daniel Craig initially brought brought in when he was Casino Royale. So yeah, I sort of enjoyed him as a character, just straight, you know, sort of straight away. And yeah, he's just developed over the five so well in terms of keeping that sort of down to earth, gritty nature, but also bringing that yeah. sort of heart and, and sort of emotion to it. And you know, as we've sort of said over the course of this, you know. Keeping keeping things real and showing that he's you know just a real guy you know he's like starts yeah. off the movie and you know yeah. at a certain point but by the end of it he's literally yeah he probably barely stand up and all that sort of stuff I think I think it was actually even in Skyfall where literally like yeah he didn't pass any of his tests and was pretty much done and and, and outdated and that was like <laughs> that was like I don't know like twelve twelve years ago <laughs> or whatever so yeah exactly how, how, we, managed, um, how we actually managed to. Uh, do what he does in this one is uh is yeah it's, it's crazy but no I've, I've always enjoyed him and uh yeah i think they've you know, they've rounded off the story that you know of his his stint sort of perfectly and yeah uh, just makes it one complete arc doesn't it from casino Royale yeah through. yeah i mean i've uh, i grew up sort of like on roger moore really to start with yeah. um those are the movies that first came out um obviously we had timothy and then you know pierce brosnan still one of my favorite bond movies golden eye um i think you know you know, Pierce started off really, really strong. Then it just kind of got yeah. a little bit silly, just too cheesy mm-hmm. with Pierce and stuff like Die Another mm-hmm. Day and the Invisible Car. And, you know, oh, this guy's got diamonds in his face. Yeah, because they're hard to take out. It's just like, it's just, yeah, it just got, it just kind of, kind of got ridiculous. And so, yeah, when they rebooted it and Daniel Craig and Bond, a lot of people, oh, he's blonde. He can't be Bond. I remember a lot of that. But, you know, he, he convinced a lot of people with Casino Royale, obviously not Sasha, but, you know, I know that, you know, it kind of exploded into it. You know, he had that, um, like, sort of, like, um, free-running scene right at the beginning. Then he has his, um, you know, relationship stuff with Vesper, and you go into the, the, the casino, and he's trying to read people and kind of get that side, and again, action at the end. Um, Quantum of Solace, um, it, was, it was okay for me, but, yeah, I think, you know, again, just not a strong plot. Um, for me, uh, Sky, I didn't enjoy Skyfall. I I didn't dislike any of the performances. I just thought it was a shit story. Um, you know, he he goes off the grid again because he's shot off the top of a train um, or whatever it is, and he goes into hiding. And then agents, you know, uh, their, their names are going to be released out to the public, and this guy's like after him and he wants to kill her, so he needs to protect them. He does not protect them, and M dies. So I, I was just like, "You failed at every turn in this movie. You've done and achieved nothing in this film." It's like, why did you bother coming back out of retirement? It was just, it just didn't make any sense to me. And it was just so home alone at the end. I was just like, uh, "No, nah, I just, I just didn't, I just didn't <laughs> enjoy it at all." Um, I just thought it was pointless. Well directed, it looked good, great score, and all that kind of stuff. But just from a story point of view, the whole Dark Knight, I wanted to be captured thing. For him to then just escape again conveniently with this uniform and a train just busting through because he planned it that way yeah it just it is it was just for me it wasn't great but i know a lot of people really love skyfall and that, that was again one of the turning points within the series specter i remember much of it at all um these movies tend to blur a little bit i think with skyfall and specter i don't remember anything about it really no time to die is my favorite daniel gray bond um, I think this was definitely a standout for him. But from a James Bond point of view, as much as he's been great, I've never felt that we've had an amazing Bond movie from him. Uh, you know, we've seen parts, we've seen good pieces of a movie, but up until this one, which I thoroughly enjoyed, prior to this, I was just like, 
there isn't that golden eye. There isn't that man with the golden gun. There isn't that living daylights. You know, there's not that one where I'm just like, that's, that's the one, you know, in the franchise. So I'm really glad to see that for me, it delivered on what I wanted and expected. Um, and it delivered on the story threads, which came before it, but in a way that you didn't have to necessarily have seen everything before you could kind of just say, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's an enemy. He doesn't like him. They're trying to kill him and so forth. But I think Spectre and every, in, in Skyfall, you really, well, particularly Spectre, you really kind of had to know what happened previously. So it was very much a franchise sort of like within a franchise with this series. Um, and I, I think the way it's been for you, Ken. Yeah. So it, with what you're saying then in that sense, are you, now that you've seen the final one of Daniel mm-hmm. Craig's, do you appreciate the others more because they're part of the arc? No, because to me, Sky, okay, take Skyfall out. Again, doesn't do anything to the story or arc. doesn't change anything. So if you took that out of the viewing, it'd be fine. You get more of the story thread in Quantum of Solace being Spectre, but not Spectre because they couldn't call it that at the time because of the rights issues. But you had more of that where Skyfall was kind of its own movie, mm. but it didn't lead to anything except him like retiring at the end again or whatever happened at the end. So if you take that out of the franchise, it doesn't do anything. Um, it probably improves Quantum of Solace from a story point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the way back to Casino Royale. But Spectre, again, I don't remember much of it because I've probably only seen it maybe once or twice. So there's not enough for me to remember that, which if I go back and watch Spectre now, I probably appreciate it a lot more now that I've seen this one. So that is something that I do want to do. I have to go back and revisit and I will revisit his um, catalog and just, you know, kind of watch it all the way through now to see how everything is linked up. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think there was, there was so much potential, but I think for me, Skyfall was a misstep and Spectre didn't do enough, but now, and I think maybe he felt the same, which is why they come back for one more to go out with a proper finish. Um, so yeah, I think he's done himself proud there. Um, is he my Bond? Just on the quality of movies, no. I'd put other Bonds ahead of him, but as someone who's played Bond as a character and the way he delivered it, I thought he was excellent. I just didn't think his movies overall were, are up there with the others who are more legends in my eyes than he is. Um, He's yeah, better than Lazenby. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He'll be remembered more than Lazenby, that's for sure, absolutely. <laughs> Isn't Bond also okay, so if, you, if you were to compare the two, would you take Timothy Dalton? Because he did two, Timothy, right? Two, yeah. Would you take his two, yeah, or would you take two films, his five? But those two films are gold, okay? That's what I'm both saying. Of them. That's what I'm they saying. Are, I are, would take Dalton's just two movies over two Craig's five. Yeah. yeah. That is an interesting point, Mike, because yeah. I would agree that I think, as a Bond, I think he's a better Bond. But as mm-hmm. films, yeah, yeah, maybe they've Dalton. not been as good. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair point. Oh, Craig, Craig, yeah, yeah. So I, I would, I would take Timothy Dalton's movies over Daniel Craig's movies, but I do think if, if do Craig think was in those Craig movies is... with those kind of stories and action and directing, could have been you know huge. But it is what it is. Um, do, any thoughts on Craig Bond? Is is, I do think Don Craig is better than Dalton, though. Um, only because I love Timothy Dalton. He's, you know, he's done two of my favorite films and he was very good. However, he never quite got the sense of humor. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Craig's a better Bond. Whereas 
yeah, Craig Craig could just you know Craig could do the humor. Yeah, he could. Quite Whether well, it's dark humor, really sarcastic or yeah. deadpan, he definitely yeah. delivered it. So yeah, I think definitely he's a better Bond. But as movies, I would take Dalton's movies over any of Craig's. So. Didn't I also oh, yeah, read sure. somewhere as well that in the books he is actually a blonde guy as well? Or am no, I imagining not, that? Not at all. No. no, that was kind of the main thing because he's never been and he wasn't in the books. So I could have sworn I read somewhere that he was meant to be like sandy blonde in the books. No, 100% no. Um, I know there were some articles saying otherwise in the press and stuff, but I remember reading that and just being like, that's bullshit. Like, what Bond books have you read? <laughs> just, you know, closest actor to Bond really is Timothy Dalton, like, as described in the mm -hmm. novels and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that's why they always kind of went for that kind of archetype, if that makes sense. Um, but, you know, Craig delivered something, you know, in his screen test to Barbara Broccoli that really made her go, no, he's the guy. You know, I mean, he mm. won it over Henry Cavill, who the director wanted, you know, and yeah. Henry Cavill, mm. to be honest, back then he was too young to be Bond, you know. Probably I don't think do he can now, be Bond in any day. No, no I, would, I would say, I would say, I, I think he would, could have been a really good Bond. I think I loved him in um, Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he definitely good. showed the possibilities there, but. Sasha and I spoke about this after the movie, and we'll go into it on our, you know, on our main podcast episode. Is Bond has never been cast as an international somebody who's an international star. They're science. They're somebody you're aware of. Um, they might be big in one particular country, but they don't have the worldwide recognition that all these actors who have named like Idris Elba and you know. Um, you, you know, people have been mentioning even um, Tom Hardy, Idris Elba. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. too famous. They're too they're famous, too famous to be Bond. You know, even Michael Michael Fassbender and stuff like that. Yeah, for None me, it needs to be, be someone who is low radar, who's done TV, maybe a couple of like indie movies and stuff like that. But it needs to be someone fresh. Uh, but we'll go into that in our. Uh, James Bond, what next podcast? So um, I think we all kind of give our ratings. So I give it eight out of ten. Amrita was eight out of ten. I think Sasha, you were as well. Mm -hmm. And Alex, what was your rating? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I was actually eight out of ten as well. I didn't mention it earlier, but well. yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I'd give it eight out of ten as well. <clears throat> okay, so solid performance, um, really enjoyable movie, great send off, I think, for the character. Some you know good performances. Had its weak moments with the you know the villains, and you know in terms of you know, that kind of screen time. But that, again, one of those where they're trying to wrap up a franchise, you can kind of understand it a little bit. And I think it's positives outweigh any of those negatives. But um, that's great. It's important to know that the film never at any point feels like it's lagging. That's even yes. at a long running time. Definitely. Definitely. With that there. kind of length, you would think you'd be looking at your watch. Yeah. I didn't do it once. So, okay. Uh, well, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts, guys. What's that, Sasha? You're going to talk about the end? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? He died. What do you want? <laughs> Boom. He died. Boom, is he, he died. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Man yeah. standing on a mountain. At the very end of the credits, it does say James Bond will Yeah, return. Sasha's talking about the end, at the, at the end of the credits, when it says James Bond will return. Yeah, the character will return in a reboot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Craig ain't coming back. And the fact that they've said they, James they, Bond will they return. Back, they brought back Emperor Palpatine like 20 years <laughs> after he disintegrated. 
I'm just saying there there is hope. Everything's on the table, bro. <laughs> no, Craig is done. He, he is done. He is not coming back. If if he if they brought him back for another movie, I'd be so pissed. And I, it just I, I think it would just be. But also, it could oh, be this to the fans and the audience. That'd be a bitch slap. I mean, that'd just be disgusting. And it couldn't be this storyline. Like, if he ever did come back, it would have to be a whole different period of his life. Like, the only thing would be is like you know him faking his death in order to be with his family. You know, and then yeah. somebody comes after his family, and then you know he even though he can't come out of retirement again. The nanobots are there. He can't be with his family anyway. Exactly. Yes, exactly. He can't. Was, it was, a, was, it was the perfect tragic stayed. ending, you know. Even you know, at the end of the day, there was no. He had nothing to do but but but, but exactly. wait for the for the bombs because it's like, well, he can't be with his family anyway. So yeah, like, man, he had to put he had to put the country, his country, and the world first. Yeah. Exactly. So, bond to the no. court. Roll on, new James Bond. Um, okay, well, thanks very much for joining us, guys. Um, if anyone wants to agree or disagree with the comments, where can they find you on social media? And do you guys have anything that you want to pimp out? Uh, nothing to pimp, but you can find me on Instagram at Lex underscore Damon. Cool. Same I don't really pimp anything on mine, but you can find me on Instagram at, at Quirky Turquoise anytime. Cool. And Sasha? You can check me on my podcast, Zito's Gang, over at Zito. Stitcher Radio, wherever else Joe puts it. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, the Zito's Gang podcast, that's in like episodes like 130, 40 now, something like that. Um, that like is, that. yeah, we just talk about movie news, movie, you know, movies, trailers, anything and everything on that podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of that as well. But, um, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at uh, Ken and Talks Film. And again, you can find um, all our podcasts and episodes. Um, on all major podcast platforms. If you want to see uh, trailer reaction videos, they're exclusive to our YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate it if you liked and followed. Um, even if you don't enjoy the content, do it ironically. Um, uh, you don't just turn off the notifications. Subscribe and just turn off the notifications if you don't like us. It's fine. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining us for this. And we'll be back with uh, season two of the Great Control Podcast very soon. Thank you very much. And until next time, on James Bond. Yeah.